is that? This is uh, episode 201 of All In Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, what's the hype? I'm Jay ho and with me is Groove. Hey-o. Uh, oh, the classic hey yeah. You should, it you should say, I'm J-Ho in the most absurd outfit yet, <laughs> and this is Groove in a normal t-shirt. <laughs> jealousy, jealousy. This is not more ridiculous than the than the getup I had for episode 200. Come on now. I had you, the, the you're right, orange, you're right. Orange visor with matching orange shirt. Like. It was a brown visor, translucent. Yeah. yeah it, was, it wasn't burnt orange. It was burnt Brown orange. visor. It was burnt orange. Now you're orange. wearing this. You're wearing a sweatband like you're about to go exercise. I'm wearing. Well, I, we, we know you ain't exercised since 97. Shut up. I exercise all the time. I went to the mailbox today. We, uh, I'm, I've got my bomber outfit on, which is the, the headband with my hair down. Got the, the sweatband. Classic tennis. You know, the tennis look. Well, when was the last time you held a tennis racket? I... I've probably held one three times in my whole life, and they were probably all at camp. So yep. it's probably been 10 years. But more than that, I guess. Yep. Like 14 years or something. I don't know. I think most everybody listens to this podcast already knows if they went to camp. But if you listen to this podcast and you went to Camp Pinnacle between the years of 1995 and 2002, I've got a little something for you. If you go on YouTube and you search Camp Pinnacle <clears throat> Video Yearbook, 1995, 1996, and 2002 are online. And now that I've said that, I have ended the possibility of any congressional run I could ever make. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go check those out. I wouldn't. The, I, the only one that I would be uh, involved with would be the 2002 one because the, the other two were before my time at Pinnacle. So. Yeah, the 2002 is. Uh, it does not feature you. Uh, I was because I watched. I was looking for you. I was ready to. I know he's got the Sam the Eagle face. <laughs> I, he's disappointed that he's not featured in it. I will tell you that you will enjoy watching it though, because yeah. most of those faces, you know, are pretty familiar. I will tell you this: at one point, and this is, you know, this speaks to my bona fides because some people have questioned them as of late. Um, and this is either terrible or kind of like novelty at best, uh, if you're listening to this. In 2002, I was 18 years old, and I am on the video yearbook wearing a T-shirt that uh, the text on the top was the College of William and Mary, yeah, which is a liberal arts, yeah. regional liberal arts school. And underneath William and Mary is the Grateful Dead dancing bears, the acid bears. <laughs> That's very so, specific crossover there. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I like uh, somebody the other day, I mean, the other day, like fucking a year, two years ago, they were like, I didn't realize that you like the Grateful Dead. I was like, well, it's just been closeted from the, you know, from about the yeah. year 2003 to, you know, yeah. And, uh, but or I've just been a poser my whole life. I mean, both can be true; they're not mutually exclusive. But um, I just I saw that and I remember that T-shirt. I was like, "Oh man, that, I thought that T-shirt was like the coolest T-shirt, a cool college with Grateful Dead." <laughs> Where did you even get that shirt? Circle. 
Where would you? I don't know where. I, I probably got it from like Goodwill or some <laughs> it had shit. To be, you know, it had to be something somebody made for them coming to play at William and Mary or something, right? Probably. Well, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't like a vintage shirt. Okay. And and so it was long enough after '94 that probably it wasn't like a student union making it. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Interesting. Was but, that the year you had the Oompa Loompa haircut or a hairdo? You had the, you had the orange. No. <laughs> that wasn't. That was like the year before that or something. That was like two years I before think that. First, I think. The first time I met you was you had the you had the speaking of burnt orange, <laughs> you had this orange, <laughs> this orange hairdo. This, this was the last year I had hair. Yeah. And my boy, my boy was like, "Yo, let's." let's bleach our hair and i was like sure yeah. man that sounds awesome that's what you do at summer camp my parents aren't around but you, you didn't and have I, the activator for it or something so it just stayed orange instead of turning that like platinum color it's supposed to be and it was this yeah, thought, it was like quaffed in this like oompa yeah. loompa style like it was like whoop that was like, that was what i was doing with my hair yeah. the final year that i had hair is i would just like after drying it part of how i would dry it was i just run my fingers through it and pinch my fingers and just pull it straight up yeah. and uh because you know i mean i was on a lot of drugs and i thought that was cool <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know grateful dead shirts and all you know well you whatever. you're not even doing drugs and look at what you look like right now well you know i'm i'm working this <laughs> What it did, so your hair was already thinning that it, it that when you were sixteen. A, I I think I I've told this story before, but I'm gonna tell the story right yeah, now, sure. and I swear to you, every single word I'm about to tell you is true. Okay, I've probably heard this before, but it regaled me. You definitely heard it. So when I so I got you know I mean I I grew up with my mom, but in high school I lived with my dad, and my stepmom. Yeah, and uh and my stepmom, you know she didn't having the kids of her own and i think she was always a little bit nervous about making a misstep you know right. but also kind of trying to play that role and i you know i never was the type of kid that was like you're not my mom you know i was always pretty respectful of my elders that kind of stuff yeah i swear to god october 4th of whatever year it was that i turned 15 <clears throat> i come i come downstairs to get ready you know like i like get ready for school it was a school day i go to the kitchen to eat my breakfast and as I'm sitting there eating my breakfast, my stepmom is obviously nervous. And she initiates a conversation with me and she says, David, and she's like hesitant and kind of stumbling over her words. And she's like, you know, for your birthday, I just, you know, I was curious whether or not you'd be interested in maybe as a birthday gift, we would get you Rogaine. Oh, God. And yeah, and I, I, I promise you that I remember this as if it was yesterday. I looked her dead in the eye and said, I'm going to allow my body to have the dignity to do what it wants to do. Well, <laughs> number one, ridiculous, but number two, good for you. <laughs> ridiculous. No. All parts of that story are pretty ridiculous. But, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, I couldn't. I mean, I. Maybe if I had to do it again, I'd try and fight the losing battle of the follicle, yeah. um, you know, evaporating from my dome. But Pro props to know. stepmom, though. She was trying there, and that had to be real she awkward. She was trying. So that had to be, real that had to be tough like, for her. Yeah, yeah, right? Know? Like, 
Um, so we never, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, but so, I mean, it was noticeable yeah. that I was going bald at 15. So I was what, a sophomore in high yeah. school. And, um, by the time I was 17, I, I actually didn't shave my head in order to try and hide the fact that I was bald. I didn't really care. Honestly, yeah. I didn't really care. But I was going to the state wrestling tournament my junior year of high school. And I thought to myself, I'm, I know that I'm not mean, right? And I know that I'm not particularly scary looking. So what can I do to try and perform mean and perform scary? And I thought, well, let me shave my head. Let me see if that looks scary, yeah. right? And I shaved my head and like everybody in my kind of like network was like, wow, you're surprisingly like your head is not weird looking. Yeah. You know, this is like, this is not that weird. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I just kept shaving my head. And then, you know, when I got out of high school, I was allowed to grow a beard. I had always kind of wanted to have a beard. Yeah. Um, in fact, I remember the first time seeing a shaved head with, uh, uh, at that time, was the chin strap, right? Yeah. Um, uh, this is going to be, this is really, I'm just really selling myself out you here. Are, yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I went to the movie theater and I went to watch a movie that was popular at the time and... Uh, do you okay? So, um, the movie was called Romeo Must Die, okay? Yeah, and the, Comf one Comf of the big movie. characters in that movie is an actor by the name of Delroy Lindo, yeah. Who, uh, and he, so I remember the first time he was introduced on camera, he was playing golf and he had a shaved head with a chin strap. And I was like, yo, that's the that's the look right there, <laughs> that's my look. So, I, um, I did lobby the vice principal of the school who was in charge of discipline for the ability to grow out a, a beard yeah. because I was in the theater production for the spring and I was supposed Brilliant. to be playing a father. Yeah. You know, so I was yeah. like, yo, for yeah. me to try and distinguish myself as a father, I should be able to grow yeah. facial hair. So he's like, all right, fine. You know, like <laughs> I see what you're doing, but I'm going to let yeah. you do it. Right. And, um, <clears throat> And so from that point forward, I've had a shaved head with some form of facial hair facial since hair, I was yeah. 18 years old, 17 years old. And, um, and then, you know, fast forward to 2020, and now every fat motherfucker shaves his head and grows a beard. Now I look like I'm following everybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm going to stick yeah. true to this. And when it goes back out of style, yeah. it's still going to be my style, you know? Yeah, you had, the, you had the cis white dude, bald white dude look before it was a thing. You know, <laughs> like... Yeah, it's true, and 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 I will say the pen, the 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 chin strap era was it was very it was very Fred Durst esque, I would say. Um, I'd which say, was not the I'd say I would, yeah. I, and I have some photographic evidence, but I think my chin strap was thinner than anybody else's. You had it. I was, would take it was immaculately great. It was so thin, it was just razor me, thin. Just me, at like hundred eighty pounds with. Loop like earrings. Yeah. What what are those hoop earrings, earrings and a yeah. thin ass chin strap? William and Mary shirt. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. You, you were rocking that look for sure. La ladies love cool J. 
So we never really talked about this. Did did losing your hair at a young age fuck you up at all? No. Were you ever like no? Oh fuck! I I got I'm ashamed of this. Or I mean, not that it's anything to be ashamed of. It's just a thing that happens. To me. Well, <clears throat> I um I did um I did try to grow it back out um when I was near the end of college. Yeah. And I was I I remember this moment. This is the only moment that's really affected me. I um I was. I was at the end of college, so, or maybe it was, yeah, it was the end of college, and I was coaching a high school wrestling team, right? So the guy that was the captain of the wrestling team for the college team that I was on, he and I were good friends. Um, Our sisters had clogged together. This is the most Tennessee thing ever. Our sisters (laughs) were on the Starlight Stompers together, and (laughs) we were on the wrestling team, you know? So so I had known him (laughs) since I was about 10 or 11 years old, and... um, So in the beginning of college, when we were going, like he and I passed the referee test. So we yeah. ref, we were high school and middle school college or wrestling referees. And he had always wanted to be a high school wrestling coach, right? Yeah. He wanted to be a teacher and a high school wrestling coach. And, and um, so he graduated one year before me. So it was my senior year, his first year out of college. He got the job as the head coach at the local high school wrestling team, and he asked me to be his assistant coach. Great, fine, whatever. So I'm letting my hair grow out, and yeah. I don't think it's, like, that bad, yeah. right? Like, it's obvious that, like, not only do I have the power alleys up by my forehead, but I'm I'm developing a noticeable horseshoe. Yeah, you okay? got the George Jefferson. But I, I, yeah. I thought I had hair on top of my head like if i looked at myself in the mirror it was like whatever well at the end of the year the end of the wrestling season the parents did this like gift for the coaches which was like a photograph of him and i (laughs) sitting in the corner chairs and the photo is like at an angle where it's like 45 degrees behind me yeah and i saw what i looked like and that night I went home and shaved my head again. I was like, that is <laughs> that offensive <was> <laughs> to everyone. Like, I don't have to see it, but you have to see it. So like, yeah. I'm not going to do that to you, you know, because I, you know, most of my life is spent trying in an effort to like reduce the amount of pity you feel when you see me. But no, I, I don't, I don't particularly people. care that I'm bald. I, but a lot of it is like, if I had a, if I had a weird ass head and I I couldn't have a shaved head, that would probably be something different. But yeah, it's just what I look like. You know, it's just yeah, like who I am. It's yeah. just like I'm just a I'm just a dude that's been shaving his head every fourth day ever since he was 17 years old. But not to hide the fact that I'm bald. But like it's no, it's not Same like I'm hiding. Dude, look, yeah. what am I gonna hide? I'm fucking bald. Yeah. I'm a bald dude. You know, uh, people put a lot of put a lot of stress on themselves about hair loss and stuff you know it's a big thing that a lot of people get depressed over and stuff and yeah you know yeah i, I don't i get look i'm wildly depressed over so many other things that, <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't it's, even it's register just not you on know? The list. i have like a big dent <laughs> in my head so i think if i ever have to shave my head it's not gonna be a good scene um are you bald at all no not not no, you don't yeah. even have like the wisdom patch in the back. I mean, no, not unless I'm missing it. I'm pretty like. There's been times where I was worried about losing my hair, um, yeah. but um, because I have a widow's peak, so I kind of have a defined like. Yeah, this is higher yep. here on the sides anyway. So I've, there's been times where I was just like, oh god, oh no, oh you know, and like 
now I'm at the point where like if I lost my hair now, I'd be like, all right, I'll shave my head, whatever. But um, yeah, there was a time when I was stressed about it. I think that like you probably, I think probably having it happen younger like that, you might have missed that period of like insecurity about it because you're like young and invincible. Yeah. If, if you were like 28 and it happened to you, you'd be like, oh shit, oh god, you know. It's like I think yeah, I think you make a good point. <clears throat> I I was already like whatever, yeah, you know, like uh, who fuck this cares hair's about- stupid. Yeah. 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 Here's here's for squares. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here's for squares. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Um <clears throat> All right, well there you go. That's we we learned a little, a little therapy there for for both. We learned of us, a, so, yeah. we learned a little too much about David on that one. <laughs> um Uh so episode episode 201, you don't have a you don't have a fact of 201? No. I have one. I, I didn't see. Here's the thing, though. You usually come with it. Yeah. And like now that you're like, oh, you don't have a fact. It's like, dog, I, I answered my four questions. You know, what's yeah. the hype? What's okay. not the hype? Well, I, I got all four. I got all four. I've only got two. So because I'm deferring yeah. most of this to you because I want to hear your your stuff. as well. That's true. I got so a lot of stuff. Yeah. stuff. Um, so 201 is the number of weeks that Kiss from a Rose spent on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. We can just stop the podcast. That's, it's actually that's actually not true. I don't know how many weeks oh. we spent. I just thought, God damn it! See, God I mean, you gotta believe. If somebody told you that, you'd be like, "Yeah, of course it did." I immediately yeah. believed it. I two, was not two oh two. Like, <laughs> didn't hit three hundred. What? Um, yeah. I mean, shit, 200, 200 weeks though. That's like four years. <laughs> It's it's still on there. It's still on there. It's number ninety nine. Um. All right. Well. Uh. Let's. Uh, well. Uh, first of all, I got a question here. I got a little icebreaker for you. Okay. You know what really grinds my you know gears? What, what? What's up with? <laughs> what's up with Seal? Um. No. Uh, so I had. I. I. I've been going to some social events with with my wife for her her teachers are having parties and things like that. And when I don't, I sort of know some of those people, but I don't know everybody. And so I kind of like can either be quiet or I can like have a conversation about something that doesn't really matter too much. Um, so I had the conversation starter the other day that was pretty successful. And it was, what's your, what's your top five cheeses? If you have five cheese, what what's your top five cheeses? So, I'm gonna give you mine, and then we'll see if you yeah. if, what you got. N- uh, number five for me, fresh mozzarella. I'm talking mozzarella in the ball, not the not bag mozzarella. Uh, yeah. Number four, cream cheese, which I don't know if it counts as Ooh. cheese or not. Does that count as a cheese? Yeah. He, no top five list is good without one controversial. Tersh- one. Yeah. See, we had the argument about somebody would want to put pimento cheese on theirs, and I was like, that's a cheese made out of other cheeses, so I don't know if it counts. It's more of like a salad. No, pimento, pimento cheese. cheese is just cheddar cheese, mayo, and pimentos. But that's not a cheese, you know what I'm saying? That's well, a cheese spread. It's, it's as a, much a, it's a, a cheese, cheese spread. as cream cheese is. I think a little less, but that's, uh, you know, agree to disagree. Well, you're also wearing a headband inside, so. <laughs> it's the jealousy still here. <laughs> Number three for me is Swiss, which I think is underrated. I think Whoa. Swiss is underrated a little okay. bit. Um, popular cheese, but underrated. I, I love Swiss on a burger. Uh, number two is Gouda. Gouda, and you, number one you just for wanna, you just want to say that Gouda, it's Gouda. You, you just want to say Gouda. It's all Gouda. Can I guess your number one? Yeah, 
I think your number one is Brie. No, I actually am famously not a big fan of Brie. Obviously not famously. I know you well, better than yeah. probably all, but like two people in this entire <laughs> yeah, world. Do, and I I'm didn't know. Like, I guess Brie. It's famously famous, to myself. Fam- to myself. You don't even, like, you're not even People notable. know me. You're They're like, even- put away the Brie. Here comes Joey. Um, no. You, you got another guess? You're not far off, though. You're not far off. Havarti? No, I do like a Havarti, but. Yeah. I'm just trying to come up with just, this stuff that's the most ridiculous because that's what you are because i'm looking at you like i can see what you look like right now so i'm like what's the most ostentatious cheese i can come up with blue <laughs> uh yeah but uh specifically gorgonzola is my favorite Fuck cheese off. Uh, i love it's not your favorite cheese, cheese. it is 100 percent. i love gorgonzola i love putting on a Do steak you eat gorgonzola by itself uh i mean i probably would but some There's cheeses, a, some cheeses are like that, and some aren't. That's what a lot of people had feta on their list, and I was like, "Yeah, feta's good," but like, I wouldn't be like going to the fridge and being like, "Let me get that feta out." You know, if I if I like a, if I went to some if I went to if I was J Ho, yeah, and I went to Jackie's teacher's party, mm-hmm. and I was in somebody else's house, and I brought that up, and one person said feta, I'd say okay. Yeah. But as soon as a second person put feta in the top five, I would grab my keys and walk out of the house. <laughs> not even this say goodbye. Not, this is not my kind of party. Yeah, this, right. these are not my people. I, we can't go yeah. any further. Yeah, but, Jack, uh, you can you can stay. I'll come back and pick you up, <laughs> take an Uber, later. but I'm out. <laughs> feta cheese, motherfuckers. Feta cheese. Feta cheese is the worst cheese. I don't know. You it's know the worst. I, I, I like feta on the things it's supposed to be on, but it's a limited cheese. It doesn't have a lot of applications. It's like Greek salad. Okay. Yeah. You know? How like, when was the last time you had a Greek salad? When was the last time? Hold on. Stop. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> when was the last time you were like, man, you know what I'm missing right now? The fucking Greek salad. I want to eat some olives with some pits in them. I want to bite down on the pit of an olive and eat some raw onions. And some feta cheese and some fucking spinach. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody likes that shit. That's why, I, you know, everybody talks about, oh, the best diet is yeah. the Mediterranean diet. Nobody's fat. Yeah, it's because they don't want to eat what they got. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, I, I, will eat a, I, I will eat a Greek salad as a side with my gyro, my gyro, you know, Um but I, yeah, I'm not like, oh God, we got to go to the Greek place so I can get a Greek salad. Like, yeah, here oh, I am. Just, like, I'm just such oh, a hankering for like, feta yeah. cheese. Yeah, it's like I'm not never gonna get the bag of feta cheese out of the fridge and go, om nom 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 nom. Like, you yeah. know, just yeah. nom nom nom. nom. Yeah, um, you go back to the, you go to the fridge because you you want a snack. Yeah, you don't see anything you like. You walk away. You come back 30 minutes later, and then all of a sudden, something that previously didn't look good looks a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to go to the fridge like 27 times before you got. And even the then I would yeah. grab the bag of feta cheese and just throw it away <laughs> and say, I guess I'm going to the grocery store. I just, I mean, I would do it with shredded, shredded cheddar, you know, I will just bah, that it's all on the floor. Cheddar, that's not, I don't even yeah. have to come back to the right. refrigerator. That's the first, that's the that's first, the first choice. choice. Yeah. Is the bag yeah. of shredded cheddar. Well, what's your five cheeses then? I don't even know. I mean, I don't, I mean, I it think, um, exact. You know, you know what I'm gonna put in at number what? five? What? Nacho cheese. Nacho cheese is very that good. White, say, that white queso. The white queso, yeah, yeah. White queso. That's that's, that's yeah. easily top five. I think um, you know, I mean, I'm good with the cheddar. 
Okay, um, cheddar. I cheddar's in my top ten. I like a sharp cheddar. Yeah. Well, there's only eleven types of cheeses in the world, so yeah. you know to say it's, it's in the top ten is no. I think there might even be less than that. <laughs> no, there's not. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? Have you got? What about? I mean, I think three? the only thing that I feel strongly about, okay. uh, as far as like positive, is that that ball of mozzarella. The fresh mozzarella with the, yeah, yeah. it comes in the water yeah. and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, I'm 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 mostly like I I like cheese, but I'm mostly indifferent toward it these days. As I've gotten older, I've grown less and less. Oh no, I love a baby bell. Yeah, baby bell's good stuff. That's good. That's yeah, a good. Bell. Talk about a good snack. snack. Yeah, good cheese snack. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I, I can't speak with any kind of authority on what I love, which okay. cheeses I love just more with, I have, I'm certain I'm right about feta though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I had, there was two very interesting responses. One guy was like, I, I don't really like cheese. And I was like, what? I was, I just walked away. <laughs> just like, you should go home. Um, nobody wants you here. Uh, and somebody had uh, Velveeta and like cheese G- product, Guerre or something like the most pretentious yeah. cheese you could come up with. I was like, that's quite that's range right there. That's range. <laughs> from, Velveeta to from from not cheese that doesn't even need to be right. refrigerated and plastic. cannot be housed in the dairy section of the grocery store <laughs> yes. by cheese, law. Cheese, cheese type food or something is what it's labeled. Um, yeah. To to like the fanciest of uh, of French cheeses. All right, I got it. Here's my uh, top five. Okay. Here's my top five. Come on. Uh, number five is the white queso. Yeah. Number four is uh, the Philadelphia cream cheese plain. Yes. Number three is Philadelphia cream cheese chive and onion. Yeah. Number two is pimento cheese. Okay. And then number one is the stuff on the inside of combos. <laughs> that powdered. <laughs> barely it like, it's like a powder it's like it somehow is both powder and paste at the same time <laughs> it is a, speaking of paste yeah. i have a question for you because i okay. recent i thought everybody was the same yeah and i recently learned that not everybody's the same and as a matter of fact the people that are not like this are so not like this that they are revolted by the idea of this okay when you eat a snack like a Dorito, yeah, a wheat thin, yep, or a combo. Mm-hmm. What I have always done, and look, it, apparently I'm just selling myself out today. Okay, yeah, go for it. I'm here for. I it. initiate the mastication with one or two or three items. Okay, and then as soon as that chewing has created a type of paste in my mouth i begin to add items from that same product to keep the paste going so snacking on a dorito is about maintaining a certain amount of chewed up paste of the product in my mouth and so i will swallow but i've got to continuously add the items to keep the paste going so it's like a it's like a <clears throat> dorito's chaw kind of thing like uh are you putting it in your cheek like a like a like some copenhagen or something what's the i'll I'll let you know i'm 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 almost as as 
concerned is when the guy said he didn't like cheese when upon hearing this. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is that's not normal. That's not. Normal I was sitting with there was four of us sitting together, and two of us were like. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is great for paste, and we immediately knew what we were talking about. What? And the other two people were like, "We need you to stop." There's a differentiator there. Yeah, you need to stop. Yeah, yeah you need to nice. like, you, you cannot talk about that anymore. Straight to jail. To straight dinner. to jail. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. tell you what's best for paste right now. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> a so wheat thins and cream cheese. Okay. Yeah, there's a that would create a paste. Yeah. That would. Please, if you're listening to this episode, yeah. DM me at Scooter Eater <laughs> on Instagram. Email us. I only like their old stuff at gmail.com. Send in a fucking message to the website. Some bullshit. Let me know if I'm you, not alone. You're a paste. If you're a paste person. Um, okay. Well, that's cheese talk. Uh, I got number one fan for the week. We haven't Ooh. done that in a while. Uh, I'm going to give number one fan to, uh, to shoulder surgery, Dan. Oh, okay. Because, because Dan... Uh, messaged me after our Marvel Snap talk last time and said, what deck you running in Marvel Snap? Messaged me uh, on Instagram. And I said, mind your business, I'll see you out in the streets. Uh, <laughs> I was but, just thinking that, that bar for number one <laughs> yeah. fan is so low. It is so low. If you give us any kind of attention at all, you know, which Matt's just <laughs> screaming at his phone right now. He's like, I send you guys stuff all the time. And Matt's like, I'm across the world. I'm in a fucking... <laughs> war-torn country right now listening to this shitty podcast all alone what about me and he can't even give any to- yeah he, Whatever, the, number just one, keep, keep trying what keep did, campaigning for a number one fan what did what did matt say i said he was number one hater what was his uh what was his thing today that he said uh, yeah it was, it was, he was uh, like oh here know, it is oh, matt said, some, yeah. i was pre-flighting this morning listening to the podcast and two mechanics were like oh what podcast is this we're looking for a new podcast to listen to while we're at work is it any good and I said no, it absolutely is not. But I thoroughly enjoy it. Number number one hater, Matt. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I um I was uh I gotta find it. But so just to, I, I wasn't planning on talking about this necessarily because whatever. But last weekend I went out to uh, Chicago for. Um, two nights of Dead and Company playing at Wrigley Field. And I, um, for those of you that aren't too familiar, the Grateful Dead, you know, don't play concerts anymore. You know, yeah. Jerry Garcia passed away. And then back in like 2015, 2016, John Mayer got connected with Bob Weir who is an original member of the Grateful Dead and they, and, and, and Mayer had become such a big fan after like happenstance hearing one yeah. of their songs while he was like laying in the pool and he spent like seven months learning their songs and became a huge fan. And they were like, okay, well let's just, let's just play as a band. And so it was originally, it was three members from the Grateful Dead and then three guys that were never in the Grateful Dead. One of which is John Mayer mm-hmm. and they tour the country and, you know, it's very similar to the Grateful Dead, but there's kind of two groups of people. There are people who say this is number one too slow, mm. you know, because the guys are older, and so yeah. they, people will call them dead and slow rather than dead and co. Okay. And and they'll say it's you know it's not really <clears throat> it's not really the same thing, and therefore I don't really fuck with it. 
Right. And then there's other people that are like, this is the best that we've got. I'm not going to miss an opportunity to see right. these guys play, even though they are much older. You know, there's and then the, within that camp, there's a division about whether or not John Mayer is, yeah, right, you know, worthy or like, not, yeah. acceptable. Yeah. You know, and um, <clears throat> I had gone this past weekend to go see him, and I was texting with a uh, former guest, uh, Fast Eddie. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I was like talking about the show, and and he said. Everyone knows the best part of Dead and Co is watching Mickey limply slap bongos with a Kong dog toy, and <laughs> and that and and I said I know it's easy to look down your nose at the cover band, which is what he calls them, yeah. but last night was shit hot. And he said I thoroughly enjoy these shows, even if I don't think they're especially good. And that was what I think. That's <laughs> yeah, what Matt's text responded yeah. like. I was like. Oh, so yeah. Matt listens to yeah. us the same way Edward listens to Dead & Co., which yeah. is, this is not good, but I'm still going to listen to it. Yeah. Fun enough. <laughs> that, was a, that was a long walk just to read a it text was, from a guy. Right. That's okay. Number one hater, Matt. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I said if I was going to those shows, I'd just be yelling, Flay Your Body's a Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's another one. That's, you know, I said there's apparently, a, I just saw a TikTok just yesterday of a girl that was like, 20 years old and she's like i bought tickets to a john mayer concert and we showed up and it was just a bunch of old guys that came out on stage and we've learned that of what dead and co was and yeah. we had a good time though <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have seen john Whatever. john mayer by himself and or with his band um and enjoyed it it's been you know 15 20 what tour was that i think it's the one after the continuum tour whatever mm -hmm. was the next album he had after that so my boy um, Craig, who you, I think you've met Craig and yeah, my buddy Brian. Yeah, yeah. Brian's the guy with the pizza spot in Knoxville. Yeah. Craig Craig and Brian and I have been friends since like sixth grade. Yeah. Craig and Brian, there was a downtown Knoxville. There's a we call it Market Square. So it's this kind of open air block, city block that's got stores all around it, but the middle of the block is just, you know, they put an ice skating rink in it in the wintertime and it's just kind of your center of town stuff. And they started to revitalize downtown Knoxville with a concert series called Sundown in the City. And it was every Thursday night. I was in high school at the time. It's, it was when it started. And Sundown in the City would be from like, you know, 6.30 until 8.30 at night. And the city would pay for these bands to come through and play a concert. And you all you had to do was show up. It was a free show. I saw Blues Traveler there. Yeah. I saw Leftover Salmon. Yeah. I saw G Love come out with Lev I've told this story, famously told this story before, yeah. where it was like one week before my 18th birthday, and G Love at the time was like one of my favorite musicians. Yeah. And he, I'm at this leftover salmon show, and they bring G Love up yeah. to play in their final song. And they're like, he's playing at Blue Cats tonight for those of y'all that want to go. And I went to Blue Cats uh, to try to get in, yeah. but I wasn't 18 yet, so I couldn't go in. Anyway, um, Craig and Brian went to a show at Marcus Square and the guy that opened up for the main band was John Mayer. Oh. And John John Mayer sat at a table afterwards selling his Room for Square CD for $5. And Brian and Craig both bought his Room for Square CD from John Mayer himself yeah. for $5. That was like before 
your body's wonderland hit the radio i guess or got it's right it was right i mean it was that same time it was like right before the the fucking match lit the fuse interesting that was pretty cool yeah that's cool yeah he's 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 talented i i would go see him again um i think most people will complain about him but nobody can deny the fact that there's talent yeah the guy's a talented (laughs) guitar player so yeah Um, yeah. Um, so, all right. So let, let, let me say we, I've got one thing, and I'm gonna cede my time to you, basically, because okay. I want to hear about this. Is the following up with your big event? I want to hear about it. So yeah. my my hype is that this past weekend I was in a Magic the Gathering Regional Championship qualifier. The past few I have done poorly at, uh, to the point where I was like, oh, am, can I just not win anymore? Um, and I was on tilt what we call it on tilt it's a poker term yep. but it's like you know you're not you're you, you're making mistakes and compounding those mistakes because you made mistakes mistakes lead to more mistakes playing poorly uh just so i i, I like kind of shook it off with some other little small events the week before and then this past weekend i was in uh this event and i went undefeated uh going into top eight the last time i made top eight i was undefeated number one ranked going into top eight and uh went into top eight and promptly lost uh to a friend of mine but it was a victory for me in that i was like oh i belong here and i can get back here and you know i kind of broke the curse a little bit so that anyway that's my hype even though i didn't win i was pretty proud of that got the got the top eight pin and got some store credit and stuff and yeah, I got I got the text from you of like, yeah. went into this tournament top eight <laughs> undefeated and promptly shit the bed. <laughs> Immediately lost. Just shouldn't even brought got my deck box out. Just, just massacred. <laughs> but that's how it be sometimes. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, my hype is uh, the Easy Does It Festival from yes. 2023, which was two weeks ago now. Um, you know before. The event, I think I was, you know, I was talking a lot about my excitement about kind of organizing this game. I'm referring to it as the game now. It is a scavenger hunt, but it's just easier to, it's fewer syllables, right? So, you know, long story short, coming away from this event, I will say it was the first time in my life I was proud of myself. Really? In my entire life, really? every other accomplishment that I've ever achieved, I feel like was not entirely my own. Right. Um, where like, you know, if I won wrestling or something, I was just like, yeah, but I'm not actually as good as this would reflect. Or with weightlifting, it's just kind of like, well, I just happen to be able to do this. And I've been injury free. I just, I don't really credit it to like, oh, the hard work and perseverance. It's like, I don't really see weightlifting as like a matter of perseverance. I see it a matter of transcendental meditation. So if I, if I'm just meditating, I just happen to be at this level. This is just the, where my meditation has taken me. It's not really like, I'm not like trying to win. I don't really care. Right. And all that other kind of stuff. Right. So like, if it was like a matter of school and like doing well in school, it's like, well, I don't really work hard for this. I don't feel like I worked hard for this. I just happen to be good at playing this game of like answering these questions the right way. You know what I'm saying? So, so I came away from the event thinking, man, I really, I know that most of it was influenced and informed by Camp Pinnacle in the sense of having a scavenger hunt of this type in the first place and also having the responsibility over the 
couple of years, those final few years of camp of like thinking logistically about how to structure a, a, a whole program of events mm -hmm. so that they're in sequential order and there's not any mix ups. And we got to think about, oh, what do you need to do to prepare for it? How far out do you need to do X, Y, and Z so that when it comes time for A, B, and C, the X, Y, and Z is already done and there's no delays. And the event was, you know, folks, I had eight people sleeping at my house mm -hmm. for that weekend. And I had to know that like the first ones that were coming to my house in order to play the game were arriving on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. So I had to be finished with yeah. the game, you know, by Thursday afternoon. <clears throat> All told at the end of it, it was 20 teams and a hundred people playing the game. Wow. So they showed up between 12:30 and 1:30. The game started at 2, it was over at 5. Okay. And then and then we had um Did, was it a hard cutoff at 5 or was it just everybody was done by 5? I I told them if they were 501 they were disqualified. Okay. There you go. So they, they that was one of my fears is that it was it would sprawl, sprawl out of control and you'd be there till 11 o'clock at night like Yeah, I I oh, told yeah. them I was going to timestamp their sheets yeah. when they came in. So yeah. they had to have me or one of the other two people. Yeah that were responsible for counting scores sign off that they got in before five. Yeah. Um, and then we had, you know, during the time where we were tabulating the scores, there was dinner being cooked, um, a, you know, big potluck style dinner and about another 30 people showed up. So by the time the music started, there are about 125 or so people. Cause mm -hmm. some people left right after the, the game. Yeah. Um, and then after the concert was over, you know, we had a, a bonfire. Most of the people that were there that day left, but there was only about 25 people left for the bonfire. Okay. Because it did run later than expected because dinner took longer than expected. Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of changes I'm, I'm going to make for next year. But, you know, the fact that I had the T-shirts ready, the tie-dye stuff ready, I had five people assigned to making dinner, five people assigned to breaking down dinner, and three people assigned to helping with the parking, and three people assigned to help set up the concert, you know, venue for the musicians, <clears throat> another three people leading the tie-dye stuff. It was like, it was nuts, man. Yeah. I, I really did feel like I was back at camp. I was like, okay, yeah. you know, all this stuff is kind of going off without a hitch. Yeah. The, the only hitch, the <clears throat> only hitch, was how long it took to tabulate the scores. Yeah. Right. And the fact that I had set, I had these two Sonos speakers. I had set them out on the deck to play music during the scavenger hunt because yeah. there were about eight or so people that showed up that did, weren't going to play. And yeah. so they just set up their camp chairs in the backyard and were hanging out with each other. And so I thought it'd be good to have music then. So by the time I got done with the scavenger hunt, those speakers were almost dead. And so everybody was eating dinner kind of in silence. Like that was one of the common notes for like next year. They were like, it'd be nice to maybe if you had a band play during dinner too, we could hear some music. Yeah. Um, the scavenger hunt itself did, I did succeed in creating a game that was larger than any one team could complete um, in the three hour window. I do have changes for next year. Um, but, but my, my biggest fear was people coming back and you know how you like recommend a movie to somebody and you're like, how was that movie? Did you like it? And they're like, eh, it was, yeah, 
yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. I thought that I was, you know, if I had 100 people playing this game, I thought probably 50 of them were going to come back and say that. Yeah. And it's hard for me to recount this without feeling like I'm sounding e- egotistical, but all but one team came back and said, this was the greatest thing we've done. Yeah. This was the best day we've had this year. And we are never going to miss this yeah. in the future. That's awesome. Yeah. So what was the other was, team? Um, the other team was Hayden. One team. The one team that didn't say anything like that called me on my cell phone like five times during the scavenger hunt. Yeah. Now, first and foremost, they were the one team where they were like, yeah, we're going to be a team. And I was like, well, you don't have a team captain. You need a team captain to be a team. And they were coming up on the deadline. And this is a group of friends of mine. Right. And I was like, you guys need a team captain. Like you, like you don't have a team if you don't have it. Well, we don't, I don't want to do it. They don't want to do this. And how complicated is that? I was like, I had to finally call somebody and say, I'm going to walk you through this. Yeah. Right. So it's like any event like this, you're going to have a group of people that need extra attention. Right. And then, so I had to hold their hand through this whole, like, this is what, this is all you need to do as team caps. And you got to sign up, pick a food, you know, so on and so forth and bring the money. And, and then on the day of like, they, there were like five teams that had matching t-shirts. Yeah. So they made like a team shirt. Yeah. And that was that was yeah, really cool. cool yeah. You know, like one yeah. team was like the Jackalopes, one team was the Cluminati. And yeah. they the Cluminati, they even brought extra shirts for the two people that were on their team from out of town that they had never even known oh, before. Oh nice. Yeah. Which is like so sweet. Actually, one of the you know who was on the Cluminati? Hey. Fucking number one fan, Dan Shoots. All right. Shoulder surgery. Yeah, that's yeah, a good addition to any team. Shoulder surgery, so, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, and you know who Texted me fucking two months before the event even started and said, I know you're going to need somebody to run that grill. I'll do the grill the whole fucking day. And that was your boy, shoulder surgery, Dan. Of That's course, the kind of guy course. that guy is. You got to do it one armed because he can't use that other arm. His shoulders well, are fucked up. But maybe it's fine. next it's time fine. you'll, yeah. you'll think twice before not telling him what kind of deck you're running. <laughs> I told him, I told him. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> so people were hyped in general it's the kind of thing where oh, you gotta so you, the one team no, no hold okay, on go, hold go, on go, go, this go, one yeah. fucking team this okay, fucking yeah, team yeah. they would they called me and were like because i had one section of the scavenger hunt stuff which i didn't even think about until like the day before and i'm 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 kind of glad that i did although i gotta mess with it a little bit for next year was trivia yeah and i created trivia like seven trivia questions that were based on the people coming to the event so there was one team that has two weightlifters that are both masters world champions. Mm-hmm. And so I said like one team here today has two world champions. What is the team and what is the sport? Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you are meant to interact with other people while you're out in the woods. <laughs> it's not too much to have to talk to them. You don't have to, if you don't want to, whatever, you know, but like, it's not going to break the game if you don't get these answers. Yeah. Right. They were only like five or 10 point answers where some of the stuff was worth 50 or 100 points. But it's, you know, it's a fun way to be like, oh, yeah. are you guys, are you guys on this trivia? Whatever. So the first call I get from this team, they're like, we trying to talk to a team and they wouldn't talk to us. Isn't that wrong? I was like, well, yeah. What? 
well, are they going to get disqualified? I was like, I don't think so. I don't know. Like, can you just maybe they're like, well, that's bad sportsmanship. And you said the rules were to practice good sportsmanship. I was like, you're right. You're right. You know? And I ran into the other team in the woods. They're like, yeah, we're not talking, fucking telling anybody shit. We're playing this game to win. And I was like, you know, you can kind of respect that too, you know? Um, but yeah, they would call me and be like, what's the answer to this question? Or where is this hidden? And I'm like, this is, that's the whole point of the game. dog. This this is why you're playing yourself. It's this thing like this is if you're going to participate in it, you got to go with it. You got to just roll with it. You got to be like, it's not gonna be perfect. There's going to be some (laughs) things that I say are bullshit, but like, whatever, we're having a good time. We're all just having a good time. Like, and that was the thing that was the, that was the thing that like really fucking lit me up was the 19 other teams were exactly in that mindset. They were optimistic. They were ready to be silly. They were bought in to just the idea of it. You know, that's how you're going to get the most out of something like that is to be silly and goofy and just go with it. And you know, I, one of the things when I'm thinking about like whether or not I ran an effective game was what was the variance in points, right? And of the 20 teams, there was one team with like 500 points. And then there were um, 16 teams between 700 and 900 points. Okay. And then there were three teams with over 1,000 points. Yeah. So I think that is basically the bell curve. Yeah. And that that means that I basically did a pretty good job of balancing. Like if you're gonna be hardcore, yeah, then you're you know, you can really kind of trounce these other teams. And if you're just kind of wanna have a good time in the woods and have fun, then you're gonna be somewhere relatively competitive. Like most of those middle teams were competitive with each other. Yeah. Um the biggest mistake was a qualitative point allocation for the gold that was found yeah so the other two guys that i had counting points with me but they were also the two guys that helped me spread the gold yeah and so before we spread the gold i picked up the smallest rock and i put it on the truck bed and i picked up the biggest rock and i put it on the truck bed i said this is one point that's 100 points yeah everything else is in between one and 100 so I will have gold next year, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a bucket on a scale. Mm-hmm. And whatever gold you bring back, however many pounds that is, that's how many points, points you, get you get for that. Yeah, because those three that. teams yeah. that, that scored over 1,000 <clears> points <throat> each, all three of them had a copious amount of gold. Right. But there was another team that had like 900 points that was basically just gold. <laughs> You know, like <laughs> yeah. they, they had like four backpacks full of gold. They didn't do a lot else, you know, but they had a lot of gold. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I, 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 you know, I just, I was just so damn happy doing it. I was so damn happy doing that whole setup yeah. of like Wednesday, Thursday, and a little bit of Friday. I like getting out like i had been doing every wednesday was devoted to it for you know about two and a half months but then the week of i devoted those three days just like getting out in the woods with those guys and and the reason that i think like yeah i had a lot of help you know i had a lot of help but but nobody could do the thing that only i could do right which was a have such a 
intimate knowledge of the trail system and the, and the scale of the property to know mm-hmm. how far apart things were. And, and I think I achieved my goal of the potential to interact with the game every five minutes if you're walking. The right. problem was um, <clears throat> most of the trails uh, disproportionately benefited the first to arrive. And so we had 12 buried treasures. So my little battle beast uh, figurines, I put them in a little cylinder case and we dug a three foot hole, put them in there, you know, buried them back up, put a little plastic garden shovel on top. And um, if you found the garden shovel, you dug the hole. Mm -hmm. One team got four of those. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where most teams didn't get any, right? I also had loot boxes. So I went out to the gas station and bought about $250 worth of $1 scratch off tickets. (laughs) Yeah. And and I just divided them evenly among 12 different Tupperware containers. And they didn't contribute to your score. But if you found a loot box, you got all those scratch off tickets, and that was something fun for you to do, you know? But the same thing, one team got four, one team got three. And so it's kind of like, so how do I, you know, how do I, I, what I need to do, my biggest thing for next year, which I'm really excited about, <clears throat> is going from, so what I was thinking about was different genres of scavenger hunting. So like Easter egg hunting, buried treasure hunting, complete the series hunting, to now I'm thinking of on the go versus stop and interact. Yeah. And that buried treasure is a stop and interact, but it's only good one time. Mm. Right. So I need more stop and interact stuff that is permanent, a permanent fixture of the game so that every team that comes by has an opportunity to engage with that. So it's going to have to be like a mini game or a puzzle or something like that. And the other thing is like trying even harder to prevent either intentional or unintentional sabotage. Right. So I hid the 10 Jack, Queen, King, Ace of every suit out on a tree right so i had four suits potential for four royal flushes but what i did was if you make a pair it's 100 points if you make two pair three of a kind full house straight flush straight flush whatever so the teams had to take pictures with each of the cards well one team apparently didn't realize that they were supposed to take a picture with the cards and they took two two aces and Luckily, another team saw them doing that and said, no, 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 you misunderstood the rules. You're supposed to leave them and take a picture with them. So luckily, it happened only once with that team, and they left those aces where they laid initially. Um, And there was another team. So I had the album covers and the musicians, and you were supposed to find the album cover, take a picture with it, and then go find the musician, take a picture with the musician. And one team had removed a musician, and they were carrying it with them. And I was like, that's not. Yeah. (laughs) No. They were like, well, it said, take a photo with the album cover, and then then the musician. And I was like, yeah, take a – it's implied, like – Take a photo with the musician. Don't take the card with you. That's just something um, you got to add to the rules next year that you announce and you say, do not take these things. Everything's got to stay where it is, blah, blah, blah. Maybe your buried treasure thing is you have to dig it up and rebury it. Like you, maybe you dig it up and there's a clue in it 
and it's like just it's like geocaching geocaching you take the th- you don't take the thing you look at it you sign it you put it back in the hole and you cover it up or whatever yeah so, i mean there is like yeah. um <clears throat> there's still going to there's still going to be the potential for people to intentionally sabotage other teams my expectation is that i will continue to foster that yeah. sense of you know like <clears throat> the, this is silly and we're having fun don't and don't ruin this experience for other people you know that's that's just rude um yeah but uh but the the cool thing was like once i mean shit i got one guy that was there as a physics professor at a university mm-hmm. and when the handouts went out he stopped me and he looked at me and he goes dude this is this is thicker and more complicated than my <laughs> syllabus he's like what yeah, the hell great, yeah. you know um, cause I think a lot of people thought that they were, they were, I mean, many people told me they thought they were going to show up and it was going to be like kind of a backyard Easter egg hunt. Yeah. And then they get this six page handout yeah. with a color yeah. map and trail system map, you know, like what the hell is going on? This is yeah. like wild, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I was, I was pleased with the, the scale yeah. that I achieved after three months, you know, now I, I get excited about the idea of what can I do after 12 months of preparation, you know, yeah. and, a, and a rough draft. Um, I had several people say, I would like to be involved next year in the yeah. preparation. And so the, the first <clears throat> idea that I have is <clears throat> to lean into the camp easy does it element of it and have people wearing staff shirts and their camp mm-hmm. counselors and they're out in those woods kind of like uh, facilitating a certain type of element that's in the woods. Yeah. Um, and I have three ideas. Um, the first idea is just like um, a progressively uh, a more progressively challenging labyrinth of puzzles. Yeah. So if you get the first one, then you get to go to the second station, mm-hmm. then you get to go to the third station, and the last station is like the big prize. Yeah. And we could have somebody there staffing it. Another one is like if you show up to this element and another team shows up at the same time, you're competing against them for the prize. Yeah. And then the third one is you're competing with them against the game itself for the prize so both of you could win the prize um i'm thinking about bringing back a lot of camp games like hunker hauser and buzz yeah um and um and for me the the probably one of the more enjoyable elements was once that game was so two o'clock i'm done with announcements and i'll tell you for the first time in a long time i was nervous yeah like given those announcements, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I have yeah. really called a crowd talk. here. Yeah. Talk in front you of know? Yeah. yeah, and I'm never, I'm never nervous talking in front of people because usually what I'm doing is like I'm about to introduce something else, or I'm about to use some words that are not my own. But this is entirely my imagination, and we're gonna live or die based on whether or not I got it right. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. you know, did I get it right? Um, but. Once everybody left the yard and went out into the woods, about 20, 30 minutes after that, I gave a walkie-talkie to somebody because I had yeah. three, you know, big-ass walkie-talkies yeah. that could go to the whole property for the parking. <clears throat> I gave a walkie-talkie to somebody that was staying up at the house that wasn't going to play. I said, if anybody shows up late, just holler at me. Yeah. And I got on an ATV, 
and I rode around every trail on the property, dropping hints, you know, interacting with people, getting to watch them, like, you know, have fun. And, and, um, that was cool. You know, watching somebody carry a, a probably an 85 pound rock over his yeah. shoulder the whole time. He's like, this better be worth something, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. it's it it just like, it was cool. It was fun. I had a lot more people go into the pond. Yeah. So you got 25 points pictures. if you went in the yeah. pond. Yeah. Yeah, like I, a ton of people. I went followed into the it. Pond. I was following it on Instagram. I was uh, whatever was being posted. Uh, I was seeing mm -hmm. a lot of it. You know, not I, not people I didn't know or whatever. But like you were sharing yeah. stuff from other people, so I was following mm -hmm. it. I was very jealous. I wasn't there because it seemed like it was really hype and really fun. <laughs> and what I want to do next year is I'm I want to come, and I want to MC it with a bullhorn. I just want to get on the ATV with you and have the bullhorn and just yell at people, you know, <laughs> and just hype people up. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I, shit, you know? I, I think that, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, this is breaking news right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, my biggest, um, hype dream for next year is, is I, I am certain that I am going to make tent camping available for yeah. the weekend. What my hope is, is that once I get a date nailed down, because I'm working with the musician to try to see whether or not he can come back with his full yeah. band. Yeah. Um, and he says that like usually like booking is like nine months out. So he's like, let's reconnect in September yeah. and talk about it then. Once I get that date, I'm going to email I have a list of like 300 names of people that were at Camp Pinnacle from, you know, 1995 to 2002, yeah. 2005 or so. Boys Camp and Girls Camp. Yeah. And I'm going to say, look, this is the event that I did last year. This is what it looks like. This is how it's going to go. Yeah. What I'm planning on this coming year is for as many people as want to come and tent camp Friday, Saturday night, leave on Sunday, yeah. or if you need to leave Monday, whatever. But if I'm doing this already yeah. and you want an excuse to hang out with some other people from camp, yeah. why don't you guys consider fielding a team, you know, and coming up and doing the thing, having a weekend together where like you are going to be camping, you're going to get to enjoy some music, some food, whatever, but like treat it as a pinnacle reunion that's not at pinnacle. Yeah. And I think that that could... <clears throat> make the game more fun for the locals yeah. to see a bunch of people that like kind of already know how to do this kind of thing. Cause most of these people, like I, the reason I didn't charge them any money for it was because they didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah. I had to kind of teach them what this thing was, yeah. right? Not just a scavenger hunt. People understand conceptually what a scavenger hunt is, but like kind of like, it's not intentional team building stuff, but it's a little bit of team building. It's a little bit of critical thinking. It's a little bit of just like, enjoy the walk in the woods. It's a little bit of like, be willing to be silly, be willing to just play around and just like tap back into the imagination of your youth. And that's okay for a day, you know? Um, it, and it is and, a thing that is created to entertain a group of children. And so you're bringing uh -huh. a bunch of adults there, encourage them to, be like kids and be entertained yeah. by this goofy evening program for, you know, three hours and for th exactly. And, 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 and buy into it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, 
I, I would, it would very much make my heart sing if even just 10 people, you know, yeah. from Camp Pinnacle said, fuck it, we're going to do this thing, you know? Um, but if, if it could be as many people as possible yeah. that are say, yeah, we're just going to stay here all weekend. And then, you know, a lot of people have told me, oh, well, this has a bright future. This is how music festivals start. It starts with yeah. just people hanging out for the weekend. And like, I think about, it could, I could lean more toward a camp thing. Yeah. I could lean more toward like, a, I, for me, I think I'm leaning more toward like the game Yeah. and like making cool. the game. Like I, at some point having to cap it at like, yeah. you know, it, it's capped at like 30 teams yeah, and just having a website yeah. and there's a number of tickets and, you know, yeah. once those tickets sell out, like you're not, you can't play the game. You can come for the concert, but you can't play the game. Yeah. And, um, you know, or the third would be like, okay, well, let's see if we can get a band on Friday night. Let's get yeah. a band on Saturday afternoon. Let's get a band on Saturday night. Um, but you know, one of the guys that was, I was talking to about this was like, you can't have two bands Saturday night. He's like, man, everybody, there were people that were asleep in their chairs during the concert. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's exhausting Ooh. to go walk around all that and get excited and be like, have your energy up like that. And yeah. And then eat two fat burgers yeah. and yeah. then just sit down. Sit down it's like, you're going it. to bed. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, you know, I mean, <clears throat> as far as the music was concerned, um, Joe Kaplow was uh, the consummate professional. He was great. The only, the only problem was he, uh, he had asked me about two months prior if he could bring his buddy down from Boston yeah. uh, named Johnny Vinyl. And um, Johnny he's like, Vinyl. hey, you know, he'll, he'll open for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he'll play maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then I'll play about 45 minutes. I was like, well, that sounds perfect. That'll make it a, an hour. Yeah. That's as much Boom. as people yeah. need, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Well, old Johnny Vinyl showed up loaded, oh. drunker than a skunk, and his <laughs> he played for about 45 minutes. Oh, God. And it was... <laughs> Oh yeah, it was terrible, and uh, and it was cold. It was like forty degrees. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and a lot of people had jumped in the water, and like you yeah, know, we were. Yeah. I used every blanket in my house for people to sit under blankets and stuff like that. But by the time Joe Kaplow came on, like a lot of people were like, "Yo, I gotta go home." It's fucking, you know, it's eight thirty at night. I was playing on because oh I told everybody the show was gonna be six thirty, seven thirty. Yeah. But the you know we didn't start the show till seven thirty. And yeah, it's fucking eight, eight fifteen, eight thirty. By the time Joe starts to play, so a lot of people stayed for Joe's first song, and yeah. then came to me over the course of the next week and was like, "I'm so pissed that I didn't get to listen to Joe because that first song that he played was like yeah. so good." And the truth is, the people that stayed for Joe were like, "That guy's got it. Like yeah. he really is a, a killer fucking musician." Yeah. Um, but he was doing his boy a solid, and I oh, was like, "His boy fucked it up. Just showed up, just loaded, huh? Mm -hmm. Just blasted. Yeah. Oh man." And uh, I'm not. I mean, I fuck it. I'll say it. I'm not sure it would have been much better if he was sober. His <laughs> 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 songs were not great, man. Was he like fucking up and stuff? Like, no, he's just was, singing. Was like his or... lyrical content yeah, was like, it, it would have been great if I was 14. Right. I mean, I don't mean to like disrespect somebody's art, but yeah, Johnny Vinyl. That's you know, Johnny Johnny Vinyl. It's like <laughs> that's really all you have to say, Johnny Vinyl. Yeah, um, I, I should have known better, but um, but it's cool. Um, did you tell Jed, don't bring that dude back. <laughs> well, I I have I didn't tell him yet, but okay. it, when if and when I book him for next year, I am going to say you can't bring that guy back. Yeah, 
Just I just like, tell him you just got to play yourself. Like we we only have a short amount of time. We need to do this. I don't have a problem telling him. I yeah. I was like, dude, your boy showed up drunk and played shitty songs for way too oh, long. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, that part. But so that was um. <laughs> that was that that you know one of the great things was like I was having like a volunteer list of people to sign up to do certain jobs. And so, I, you know, fuck it. I'll keep talking. Like, when I think about this thing growing, if it does grow, yeah, right, what made that day so special was everybody brought something mm-hmm. for somebody else, yeah. right? Everybody brought food. Yeah. And everybody, to a certain extent, helped out. Mm-hmm. And we had not just the scavenger hunt, but we had these T-shirts that they didn't know that they were getting. Yeah, and we provided tie-dye material that they didn't know they were going to get to do. And so it really did feel like a group of people coming together to do this thing together. Yeah, and everyone was active in contributing to the atmosphere. Yeah. When I think about some of the suggestions I've gotten for next year, because I can't, like, I spent a lot of money, right? And I want it to at least pay for itself. So I did the math, and it it was basically, without the concert, 50 bucks a head, Mm. right? Wow. And I think that it would be appropriate to ask people to pay 50 bucks. Yeah, sure. But the issue there is... What I would like to do is get like three food trucks to show up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and your fifty dollars is your admission to the concert, your T shirt, and a meal ticket that you can spend at one of these food trucks. Yeah. That removes the need for anybody to cook. Mm-hmm. It also reduces the need for waste, you know, as far as trash and stuff like that is concerned. There was a little bit of food waste, you know, there was leftover buns yeah. and leftover burgers right. and I don't want to have to do the math every year on who's coming and that kind of thing. The problem is, is once you buy a ticket to an event, you become a passive consumer of that event rather than an active participant in that event. Right. You know, and you're no longer responsible for the well-being of other people when you participate. And then you (laughs) could say, well, I don't, where's my large t-shirt? I ordered a large and you've only got, you know, extra larges left. It's like, Dog, you think I'm making money on this shit? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to ever have to say that to somebody. Like, go fuck yourself. I, uh, just, well, I just spent yeah. six months of my life putting stuff out in the woods for you to have a good day, and you're going to complain about not getting But they're also going to have a right to say that. Yeah. Like, yo, I, I paid 50 bucks pay, for this shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck, you know? Yeah. So it does, those are the things I'll be mulling over over the next couple months is like, what is the scale? What is the scope? Because I don't necessarily want to try to like just grow it for growing its sake. Right. Right. But it would be cool if it did become an event that people looked forward to every year and they knew that it was going to happen every year and they kind of marked their calendars for it. And then it gained its own steam. And it, and part of me does think it would be really cool to have an event that would sell out and it was about this game. And then it was also about the weekend, right? Yeah. Um, where everybody's there to have fun Friday night, have fun Saturday night, and have fun Sunday morning. But during those hours of like 12 to 5, 
we have our game face on and we are going to up our level of gamesmanship to match the architect's level of gamesmanship, right? So next year's elements are going to be definitely much more populated, uh, a little bit more challenging. There's still going to be the easy stuff, but you know what you're doing now, right? Yeah. If you went last year, like, you yeah. know what you're doing next year. It's not going to be the same walk right. around the woods and find the album covers. Like, we're going to do this thing, you know? Yeah. But I don't want to try to outpace the organic growth either. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to overreach with it. You want to, like, have it be manageable. And because yeah. making it manageable means it's still fun for you. And uh, it's going to be a good experience. It's not going to be yeah. too over the top. I, I, on Sunday, on Sunday afternoon, I was like, man, I just want to fucking quit my job and just fucking <laughs> run the game. Just run the game. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, if we, if we turn it into, like, uh, hunting a human being or something. Then we could probably bring in some big dollars, like you know. Yeah, like but the, you know the, the type of people game. that are going to sign up to yeah, pay me like, a couple thousand dollars just to murder somebody <laughs> probably aren't the type of people that are going to bring the buns for the potluck. They might though. You're 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 really generalizing here. Uh, I should. You're right. I shouldn't rich, prejudge. These rich murderers are they? You know they they could be nice people. I don't know. They're community oriented yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like a lot of hype, and I'm I'm happy that it went well for you. Um, and there was a couple people like awesome. you that are like good dear friends who had messaged me and was like, "I'm really sad to miss this year. Yeah. I'm going to try to make it next year." You know? Um, yeah. And i I would like that. Well, I, know, I would I, like I, to I would be like there. that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping I can make it work out. It feels like I should have been there. That's that was what it was. It's like I should be there. This is my kind of thing. Like it's. I fun I did and, tell. Yeah. I have. There's a couple that lives up in Boston <laughs> that like we don't get to see them very often, right? Yeah. And they're like, we're gonna try to make. It. They have a kid, and I told everybody, no kids, no dogs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good call. And, yeah. Yeah. And they were like, well, we it's gonna be hard for us with respect to this, and we'd really love to come see you. And I said. Make no mistake, if you come to this event, you cannot come expecting to see me. Yeah. So, I am yeah. not hanging out with no. you. You yeah. know, like yeah. this is not, yeah. oh, so spend time with Dave. You are not spending time with me. Yeah. You are experiencing, you know, this thing. Yeah. And so they didn't come. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's good to be honest about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I say that to you too. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, we, uh, yeah, I, I, I do like the element. I, I like the idea of like, like if you, you know, so, so my buddy Anthony came in on Wednesday and he stayed Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. And he and I, you know, and, and one of the local guys, <clears throat> we set up the game. And so he didn't get to play. Yeah. And I'd like, I liked that because I, I, it turns out that it was very helpful to have two or three people helping me set up that I could be, you know, that I could rely on for that. And then on the day of, there was, you know, Sydney helped set up and then Chris and Jess helped set up. So Sydney, Chris, Jess, Anthony, and a couple other people that weren't playing, they just went for a walk in the woods with the dogs during the game too. And they just had a great time just getting to watch people fucking lose their minds. But I would imagine if you were to come up, like, you have to make the decision before you come. Am I playing or am I, you know, architecting? Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And that's, um, that's an important thing. Cause I had, I had three, two people show up Thursday night 
and one person show up Friday afternoon, and or three people Thursday, and then two people Friday. And I was like, you guys can't go in the woods. Like, yeah, you're right. here to hang yeah. out with yeah. me, but, like, yeah. you we can't go be riding ATVs in the yeah. woods right now because that's going to spoil the game. So you just got to stay up here at the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about it for fucking yeah. six more months. It's the kind of thing where I would want to witness everyone enjoying it more. I think I would enjoy that even more than playing, is just watching everybody go crazy. Especially people that have never done something like that before. Yeah. Watching them find joy in like being a kid again you know it's yeah like, i'm trying to figure cool. out how to fucking pipe music out there in the woods i'll just walk around with like a boom it. box i'll get a boom box yeah and just walk around run dmc yeah i mean we could rig something up on your atv if we had a generator that's true we that's could rig true. up we could rig that's up true. a speaker and uh i could just dj off the back of the uh atv and just drive <laughs> around just <laughs> should be the golf cart yeah yeah Totally. So, what's your what's your next thing? You got not the hype? I uh, know. That's it. I was leaving. I'm leaving you. What's your what's your not the hype? Um. Oh, Cormac McCarthy died yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we don't have to spend Bummer. a lot of time. Yeah. He's like my favorite author. And yeah, I knew. I thought about you when it when I saw fucking that. Fucking sad yeah. shit. Um, hype still out. What's your hype still out? <clears throat> I started playing um, Diablo Four. I, I see. I've been. I follow the, the the video game group chat, and usually I'm on. The, I'm like, yeah, they're playing Call of Duty or whatever. And then I got the feeling I was like, I think they're all playing Diablo now. But that does not seem like a groove thing to play Diablo. But uh, that's, it, is, yeah. it is so. Yeah. It is so not my yeah. thing. To the point to where I can't play it by myself. I just keep dying. Yeah. And P. Kane took the time to create the same class that I have. Yeah. And he played, you know, he leveled it up to like 16 or 17 in order to then, like he sat me down on Monday night and he's like, reset your entire character and this is how you're going to build it. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I just like get too stressed out with all these choices and skill trees and all that kind of stuff. I just don't do RPGs. But um, but I'm having fun with it. I really like that it's a different game. Yeah. You know, I I just like it's finally something different than a first person shooter. So yeah. it's it, you know I can tell it's a really well made game, and I know that Diablo enjoys a really good reputation among the community of people that play yeah. it. And I think that this fourth one is a success, especially compared to the third yeah. one. Um, I recommend it. I think it, I think you'd have fun playing it. Um, I I had never played any of those. Some it just kind of fell in the gaps. I had a lot of friends that were super into Diablo too, like played it mm-hmm. more than they should have. Um, and uh, in college particularly, so it's interesting. Is it, if I jumped in now, I'd be too far behind you guys to catch up. When I... no, because when you when you're like level forty and somebody else is level sixteen, you're battling level forty people and they're battling level sixteen. Oh, okay. It scales like that. Like that. Not, okay, yeah. It scales, yeah. So, hmm. I mean, those guys. Like, I played with Reaper last night. I, I haven't played a video game with Reaper since wow. you know I can't even remember when. And yeah. he's already level fifty. Indra's level fifty. Of course. You know, yeah. Sepku, PK, and Lopo—they're all in the late thirties or forties. I got up to like twenty-six last night. You know what I mean? You playing on? But Xbox? I'm really. They, I'm playing on Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Reaper's playing on a PC. Okay, it's cross-platform. Um, it's cross-platform, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. You know, it's 
It's it's fun. I I don't think I'll play it by myself though. Yeah. I was really excited to play it by myself too. I was like, I'm excited yeah. to like do like let these cutscenes play without feeling like I'm slowing other people down and like get because apparently Blizzard's you know cinematic cutscenes are yeah. kind of like their hallmark. Yeah. And um, the story's kind of interesting. It's like the first time I've been playing a a campaign in forever, you yeah. know. And um. God, I can't, I'm so fucking terrible by myself. I get so freaked out. <laughs> I like RPGs. That's that's what I've played the most of the past like ten years or so is RPGs. But I've never played that style um, of like hack and slash RPG. Yeah, um, thing. But, it's fun though. It's fun. Yeah, it's cool. But like you that's know, cool. they all of them are just giving me advice, and it's just like it's too much. It's like, can we just uh, let me just yeah. follow you guys around? You know, let yeah. me just follow you guys around, mash my buttons, level up get more powerful i'm just picking up weapons i'm like sure i'll use this one you know and they're like well you want to make sure that it complements this and that i'm like no nope, don't need to no this is cool uh, yeah yeah I'll swing this hammer yeah just as hard so i'm playing a barbarian which is just you know there's no magic yeah. i'm just like running in and just rah, rah. <laughs> yeah beating shit up that's great yeah uh, and then I've been listening to a new album by a woman, um, her, you know, project, musical project is called Christine and the Queens. And she's had a lot, of, she's like a French pop musician. She's had some songs that I've really, really loved in the past. This new album's called Paranoia Angels True Love. And it's a little bit darker than her other stuff. She's got two songs with Madonna, one song with Mike Dean. Um, Madonna, wow. Yeah, um, I've only listened to it twice. Um, I like the tone of it, but it's not its not necessarily for me a spring tone. Uh, it's more autumn or winter. Um, but she, anything that she puts out, I'm going to give serious consideration to. So. Let's check it out. What's that? Word. You been listening to anything? Yeah, I've listened to that Goose show you sent me that was the Madison Square Garden show from last Radio year. Radio City. Radio City Music Hall from last yeah. year. Uh, it has that uh the the cover of uh, the Arcade Fire's "Wake Up," which is one of my favorite songs. Um, which you sent it to me, and I was like, I am shocked they covered that. And then you were like, Oh, I sent this to you last year, and I was like, Oh, they did that before uh when Butler got outed as a creep. So True. doubt they would do that one again. Uh, but uh, I yeah. listened to some of that show. I was listening to it on the way to my tournament the other day, actually. So I listened to uh, you know, ten ten or so of the songs, and yeah, it's good. Yeah, for those of you trying to dip your toe into the goose pool, live at Radio City Music Hall is a double, you know, it's two nights. They have both nights on there, and the, the both nights are three sets. The first set is acoustic, and then two electric sets. And the second night, they have Father John Misty come out. They're kind of, they commonly cover I'm Writing a Novel, mm -hmm. and he comes out and sings it with them. And then... The second half of that final set at Radio City Night 2 is when Trey Anastasio came out and played with them. He was supposed to only play two songs. And then after the second song, he was like, hey, can I, do you mind if I stay? And he stayed and finished the show with them. Yeah. And then Father John Misty, who is also the drummer for Fleet Foxes, came out for the encore, that Beatles song, <clears throat> Tomorrow Never Knows or whatever. Yeah. He plays drums on it while... Trey's out there too, so it's like the whole band plus those two guys playing yeah. that song. Yeah, I was thinking about that it, because Fish has covered uh, Beatles stuff before, but I think it was the White Album they did for Halloween that year, so that um, it's like later. Musical Beatles costume. Stuff, 
yeah, the musical costume thing. But I'm sure they've done tons of other Beatles songs. But um, yeah, whatever. Play on that. Cool. Uh, uh, I, this has been David talks about an event that he had at his house that you didn't come to. <laughs> you, the listener, yeah, except yeah. for like maybe five people. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great for for you. Um, yeah, my uh, the other things I've been consuming is I've been, finally started watching. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Have you watched? Oh any of that? wow! Yeah, I've seen. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen any of the new season. But I, I'd seen bits and I'd seen bits and some of his. I've seen the bits that are memes, like the uh, the hot yeah. dog guy, the guy dressed as a hot dog. We're trying to figure <laughs> We're out. We're all did trying this, to figure out who's the, which is brilliant. <laughs> and uh, it, it, I'm halfway through the first season, and they're only like 15 minute episodes. And uh, he he's he was a writer for SNL, and he's gone and done this this sketch show, and it's all really surreal, weird shit. A lot of it, he's making fun of himself. He's he's just a garden variety dumbass, and um, yeah. which I, I like that kind of comedy. Um, it either hits and it's like this is awesome. I can see why this is the meme, or it's just like, well, that was 15 minutes of a fart joke, and it was not really funny. And he just repeated the same word 18 times, and you know, but that's 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 how you go with experimental sketch shows. That you got to try some shit, and uh, some yeah. of it works, and some yeah. of it doesn't. The stuff that works is really funny, uh, and the stuff that doesn't work is like, eh, that was that was kind of corny or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm enjoying that. Um, and you got to be careful where you tell people like, um, that didn't really work because the people that are big fans of his <laughs> right. are rabid. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to argue rabid. with them about you know his. Uh, his diarrhea sketch or whatever. Um, and then we're watching Jackie's never watched the wire before. So this is, uh, the first rewatch for me in a long time. And, uh, we're on season two now and damn, that show is good. Shows turns out that show is good. Uh, that's, I mean, it's, it's up there for me as best show of all time, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I'm enjoying it. Uh, we're on season two, which is everyone vilifies as the worst season, I think, or a lot of people yeah. do. And it's my favorite season because I it really ages, like it ages so much better. Uh, I, it, it, a lot of the, the topics in it are like, damn, this is like stuff we're dealing with now with unions and, and things like that. And uh, yeah, it feels like it was ahead of its time a little bit. And uh, the acting is just phenomenal, um, particularly in that season. Um, they got some really great <laughs> actors in that that season. and. Uh, Really did you ever see Den of Thieves? I did not. My buddy worked on that. He was the vehicle coordinator for that. Well, the uh, the guy, not Ziggy, but his cousin. Yeah, yeah. I think that guy's like got a Russian name or something. It's like Nikolai something or other, and that's yeah. the, the actor he, name. Yeah, he's like one of the main characters in Den of Thieves. I yeah. strongly recommend Den of Thieves when you really want. You ever like want a steak, but instead you eat a burger and it's really good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if yeah, you want, it's... if you want heat, yeah. Yeah. which is the steak, but instead you're gonna have the burger. Yeah. Den of Thieves is the movie like we, for we you. We have heat at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is heat at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got that. Yeah. And uh, since we last talked, I finished Ted Lasso, so um, we don't have to get into it too oh. deeply. But uh, what, what did you think about the finale for Ted Lasso? And this, this might be some spoilers going on here, so uh, you know. Um, I generally think that what you had to say about like it got too fast, too quick at the end. Yeah. And and there was somebody at the gym um, 
who really loves Ted Lasso, like loves Ted Lasso. It's like an all time show for her. Yeah. She's like, many things are happening off screen that I would want to yeah. see happen. Um, aside from that, I thought, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought the season finale was better. Yeah. Um, with respect to my criticism, which was like, we haven't given Ted much to do. Yeah. Um, I thought that was good. I think that um, it, I enjoyed the hell out of it. If they have another season, I'm surprised, but I'll watch it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a, a season of no Ted. Yeah. But still the story of, of Richmond. Yeah. With Beard and uh, Nathan and um, Roy being yeah, the coaches. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, I'd be fine uh, with that. I don't no, really I mean, need it, cool. but I would be fine with it. I would watch it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, it was satisfying enough as a finale. There were some things they left hanging, but they're always going to do that, um, which is okay. Uh, I think that my biggest issue is I really think they I think that they really f- dropped the ball with the Nate storyline. And I think that like he, he came back too quick. He did, and he was just like, oh yeah, come on, you're back with us. We love you. Like y'all ready to murder him? Uh, when they, you know he yeah. tore the sign up and everything. They didn't put. They didn't. There wasn't a re- resolution to that. He didn't. He didn't earn his growth. He was just like as quickly as he turned into the asshole, he turned back into sweet n- Nate. And like particularly, that's one of the most egregious off camera things is him not not showing him quitting uh, Rupert. Uh, quitting the the coaching job, and I read a interview with or somebody had said something, uh, and Jason Sudeikis said, "Well, we don't need to see that. Uh, it's not happy, so we didn't need to see it." And I'm like, "Well, th- you kind of do need to see that stuff because drama, you know, it's a comedy, but it's also drama. Drama is predicated on conflict, right? So you need some conflict. And I feel like they wanted to defang all the conflict to be like, remember, we're the nice show. We're all nice. Everybody's nice." Yeah. So they, they defanged all that. Uh, so I think the Nate thing was just like, yeah, it was too easily resolved. Um, I wanted to see him come to a realization in a different way of like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. And I, you know, and it was just yeah. convenient. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, the thing that's a little bit of a pushback, but also an, agree, an agreement with you is like, he left because he became obsessed with himself yeah. getting in the spotlight yeah, right? right he yes like what yeah. we saw for yeah. the end of the previous season the beginning of the new season was like him constantly checking his reviews mm-hmm. quote unquote online yeah. right and that and that he was becoming self-important and being increasingly mean and bullying to the people yeah. beneath him structurally which was what he experienced mm-hmm so it's this classic tale of like you become the thing that you hate. Yeah. Right. right. Or, yeah. Or yeah. Which was great. By... It's, it's yeah. Yeah. So that, but that what I would have wanted was if he's going to quit because he doesn't want to become Rupert. Yeah. Then the more holistic realization of like what I have allowed myself to become is not who I want to be. And we didn't get to see that because yeah. he really should have come back and like he is a successful coach, right? Yeah. He came back in the kit manager position, which 
which he belongs as a coach, Assistant you know, like he, yeah. he did prove himself as a coach. He's right. a capable coach. Right. So we need, what I wanted was, look, we need to see that you've changed your priorities to return back to your own value system. Yes. And it's too convenient to say, Oh, well, my boss is like infidelitous and therefore I'm not going to be the coach. Well, that's not the reason. Yeah. That's not your personal growth. That's you reacting to your boss being shit. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like they did a really great job of the rise of his arc. And then they just, the, the fall off was just like, like, you know, it wasn't, yeah. they didn't. They didn't do that last. The, the second half of his arc was not well written. And uh, I, I will say, and and here's a defense of uh, the Ted Lasso character. Yeah. With respect to this, is the one thing that has been the best thing, in my opinion, about or the thing that I love about that character the most is his very clear knowledge and acknowledgement, at least to himself of the fact that he is going to be misunderstood and underestimated. Yes. And that he's okay with the appearance of ineptitude, the appearance of non-seriousness, where he is actually a deeply serious person. Yeah. And and it is later revealed, you know, that he has had a plan or that he has had an intention yeah. or that his priority is larger than the immediate thing. Yeah. Right? There's plenty of examples of that. But I, I do say that I think that whereas I wasn't okay with Nathan's return to the team in the way that it was, I was okay with that final revelation, a thing that Ted had known forever, but the audience had not known, and that he finally showed like Beard, was after Nathan had ripped up the believe sign, he had to hide under the desk for so long yeah, right, yeah. and it was so obvious that like Ted had already forgiven Nathan because yeah. he had known that right we didn't know that we didn't know what came after we just knew everybody got upset by it and that's why he did and he, you know he didn't want to show the team yeah you know the video and all this kind of stuff like it's all like I for me because I was like we need to I need I need Nathan to earn Ted's forgiveness yeah Right. Like Ted is not allowed to offer forgiveness without it being earned. Right. That will be a deal breaker yeah, for me. For right. Sure. Yeah. And in the same. So finally, I guess the lesson for me was I finally underestimated that character of Ted in the sense that I assumed he was going to offer forgiveness without actual cause. Right. But he had cause right? because he'd seen him hiding under the desk and he knows that oh, this kid's scared and he's not the villain that he, he is. He was outside of himself to be. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Ted doesn't have to do these performative actions of like, let's we're gonna flog Nate in public so that he knows that he's wrong or whatever. He's like, no, I know that he's wrong, and I don't care if anybody else knows that you know what I know. So yeah, which is yeah. I guess what I love about that character the most is because yeah. I I admire a certain type of confidence in an individual that is sure. like, I'm okay if you misunderstand or underestimate me because I believe in what I'm doing, and for me to know that what I've done as the right thing is yeah. enough. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, my argument would be, they didn't do enough of that with Ted this season. Um, cause they sure. didn't, he didn't get enough of the spotlight, but I get it. There was other things going on. Um, I thought him absolving beard of his servitude, if you will, to Ted, like yep. cutting him free, like of the, you don't owe me anything anymore was great. Yep. Um, and, and, and didn't something they didn't have to do. Uh, but was yeah. a nice point. 
Uh, I thought that, like, it was weird that they gave Rupert this sort of redemption in a way in the food fight episode. Uh, he fucks it up by trying to kiss Rebecca, but they kind of, like, show him as a human being. And they redeem yeah. him in a way where I'm like, okay, yeah, this show is all, there's no villains. Like, he's the most closest thing we have to a villain, but, like, I'm okay with it. We can, even, even he can be re- redeemed. But then just to make him a cartoonish, like, oaf, like, punching the, or pushing his own coach to the ground in the last episode was a little bit like, well, what are we doing here? Like, are we being the nice show or are we, like, not? Like, we didn't need to do that, yeah. you know? Like, granted, yeah. he's a shitty person and he's, you know, he's, but I don't think they needed to do the whole storyline of the allegations and stuff. I thought that he was just, we know he's got shitty, shady ways. Like, let's just let him be redeemed too and everybody gets redemption in the way, you know? But yeah. I don't know. It just feels like they they had well, we got to have some kind of villain, and I'm like, well, you did. You had Nate, which was great, and then you could have resolved that. Dope. I don't know. It's it's a complicated show. I think season one ranks up there with the best season ones of any show I've ever seen, or single seasons um, of any show. Uh, I agree. I think season one is 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 great. It's impeccable. It is. Um, and season two was not as good, but we overlooked all that because we were like, it's Ted Lasso. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, and it's fine. Yeah. And then I think season three, I was like, uh, maybe this isn't like the greatest show of all time as I was like at times we're like, you know, this could, this could be in the running, you know, but it's fine. It was a very well, good show. Was- I know I'm not dumb. I'm not shitting on it. It's, uh, I, I I'm glad it exists. <clears throat> yeah, me too. And I might, you know, in another 10 years, revisit it. Yeah. It would be interesting to get some yeah. space on it and then come back to it and see if it holds up. And sees are you later? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best moment of the show. Yeah. I don't care who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, all right. You're welcome, fans. Yeah. This was a show. Uh, I guess you can check us out. I don't like their old stuff at gmail.com. Uh, our shitty website, IOLTOS.com, or you can find us on uh, Spotify and Apple, I think, and uh, maybe other places where there are podcasts. Um, you guys anything else, Groove? I'm hungry. All right. We out. Just enjoy another episode. I only like the one We'll see you next time.